Well, everyone, this is Deacon Kevin Blindauer, and I'm here again with Father Ron Kalis. Uh, welcome, Ron. I'm going to have to unmute The introduction you. today, you brought some music in. <laughs> oh, thank you, Ron. Thank you, Ron. Well, you know, it's a special day because um, uh, the special day is it. It's your ordination anniversary. Congratulations, Ron. Thank you. Yes. Kevin, would you believe? 61 years. Wow. Wow. I'm sure that's I want to say older than some of our listeners today, Ron. <laughs> but, um, but you know, you, you've been on with me for the last few weeks, and this has been a burning question, and I know I want to really share with everything you've been doing. Last year, we talked about good shepherding. You know, you've been shepherding the flock, so to speak, for a long time. Could you share with us uh, some of the things that you've been doing out there in the, the Archdiocese? All right. Well, uh, I started in the western suburbs at uh, St. Simeon Parish in Bellwood in 1959. And unfortunately, that parish just closed this past fall. And uh, what a disappointment that was. The, we had a Vatican II church there, beautiful, uh, amazing, uh, beautiful windows conveying gospel messages and sacraments and Unfortunately, you can't move the building, so it had to close, and that's, that was kind of sad. But that was my beginning, and uh, one of the things that uh, went on there that I was very grateful for was that I learned a lot, because coming out of the seminary at one time, you thought you knew everything, <laughs> but you didn't. And uh, so it was a time of learning. Uh, Christian family movement uh, was very much operative in those days. CFM, it was the acronym for it. And uh, they, the couples, the families, met in homes on Friday nights. And that gave us, because we were invited to come, an opportunity to listen to them and to understand kind of what they were going through and not presume that, you know, we knew everything. So that was a big eye opener uh, to be part of that. We came in as chaplains so to speak, but we learned an awful lot from those folks. And then when I went up to the second appointment, which was in Mount Prospect at St. Raymond, they had a very large Christian family movement there. And again, that opened me up to what was going on in family life, and I appreciated that. And two years into that assignment, I was asked uh, to do some work in the archdiocese in the uh, uh, chancery office, uh, particularly dealing with marriage, uh, getting people, uh, getting priest dispensations for marriages, and, uh, listening to some of their issues and trying to be helpful. And uh, then I got connected to Christian Family Movement, which was a separate uh, uh, organization out there. And I went to those meetings. I met people from around the diocese. So that broadened my outlook a lot and uh, made me uh, certainly uh, attentive to needs and how I might respond to them pastorally. And then from there, I went out, well, I was in Mount Prospect, so I did parish ministry too at the same time, going downtown four days a week. And we were renewing the liturgy in the church. Uh, uh, a group of contemporary musicians formed, and that pastor was very open to that. And uh, so that helped a lot to bring people forward and appreciation of the liturgies and the Mass. And then eventually, 
1981, I came to Saint or to Mary Seat of Wisdom. So I had that background at the time. And somehow I thought, coming to Mary Seat, well, I have all this background. This is going to work beautifully. Well, you're a new face coming in, and a lot of things were established. So that took a while to kind of get in um, to the parish and, and be accepted. Uh, but from there, you know, we, I thought we did a lot of good things, and the legacy went on. So uh, there, that was the uh, active part. And then after I retired in '02, I still maintained the position of dean. A diocese is divided into six major sections called vicariates. Each one has a bishop at the head. And uh, uh, they were subdivided into smaller entities called deaneries. And so the deanery that Mary Seat is in has now 12 parishes. And uh, so the bishop for the area and myself, we communicate with the pastors, uh, trying to be helpful uh, with governance. Uh, in things that we can do to be uh, helpful to them in their ministry. So I've been doing that, Kevin, for 25 years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's hard to believe that. Uh, and then I'm doing some things with senior priests, too, to try to be helpful there. So it's taken various uh, twists and turns, but it's just opened up possibilities for ministry for me, for which I'm grateful. You know, you uh, here's a couple of buzzwords I wanna I wrote down when you were talking, Ron. Um, uh, listening. Um, uh, we didn't presume that we knew everything, uh, and opened up, uh, and then twists and turns. You came in, and, and I'm comparing and thinking about today's gospel reading about <coughs> Jesus saying that He is the way, the truth, and the life. You know, Thomas, of course, said we don't know where we're going. Um, I think I'm getting a picture of you coming out of, you know, you being ordained, coming into the priesthood for your ministry. You probably never would have imagined all the twists and turns that it did take and how many uh, you had to be open to change and open to some trials and tribulations in your priesthood, right? Right. Yes, definitely. And, and, I, and I think that's in somewhat where you know, we are at today, um, and, and not necessarily even just related to the COVID virus, but, you know, I think of all of the seniors in high school and the seniors in college and the people that are about to retire, so to speak, and people with changes in their lives about listening and opening up and Jesus being there uh, for them as much as similar to where you were to all these parishes that you continue to serve now. Um, yeah, yeah, that gospel passage is interesting because, you know, Thomas poses the question, uh, Lord, how do we know the way? Uh, and Jesus answers, well, plug into me because I am the way. And I speak the truth and I am the life. So he teaches and that's the pages of the scripture makes all that come to pass. I'm very much aware of the uh, passages from Matthew's gospel, chapter 5, 6, 7, and 25, where you have the, ba the basics of Jesus' teaching. And uh, so there, there is where he teaches, and that is his way. And then he accompanies us with his life. So uh, if you go back to John 6, we've been reading him during the week 
before this about how Kelly is present to us, especially in Eucharist. Um, he's there for us in a most intimate way. So even though we're, we're prohibited right now from going to live services in our churches, it doesn't mean we can't have a connection with the Lord. Definitely there. Uh, and uh, I think that sustains us in this particular time. Now, St. Francis de Sales said, God takes, pleasure, God takes pleasure to see you take your little steps like a good father holds his child by the hand. He will accommodate you his steps to yours and will be content to go no faster than you. So why do you worry? Um, that was St. Francis de Sales that said that. Uh, and I yeah, think a lot of, I, I a think lot some, of good, a lot of good thinking in those, in those little messages. And, and, I, and I wrote this down when I was considering this passage that sometimes we feel like we need to muscle through life on our own. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to muscle through life on our own without, Jesus is, 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 Pope John Paul said that Jesus is the one mediator of, mediator of salvation for all of humanity. Um, and sometimes we forget about even the little steps that we make in life, the decisions that we make in life, like your calling of from parish to parish or from, uh, from different liturgies that have blossomed and to to even the music that you uh, brought to different parishes. Um, you know, I don't call those little steps, but we forget sometimes that God's grace is there with us in all our decisions. And you know, Kevin, you're celebrating an anniversary too. So uh, the things that I'm sharing, I think you've experienced that in some ways yourself, have you not? Uh, I, I, you know, there were times when, you know, when I first, was in the program to become a deacon, I just never forgot the same feeling that I had when I became a father uh, was when I attended my first diaconate ordination, helping out as, uh, as uh, working in the pews, you know, uh, uh, seating people. And I walked out of there and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I am going to be somehow responsible for the life, the, the souls of others now much like I was responsible for another human being after my son was born. And I think about Jesus walking that path along with me. Um, and, and another aside was our spiritual director at the time said, I hope you guys are all through with that. I'm not worthy stuff, you know, get that <laughs> out of your head, you know, cause I think of some of the saints that you would think of prior to them becoming saints weren't quite so saintly, but, so I, I think the message in today's gospel, similar to your path, um, we don't always know the way, but we have to trust in Jesus um, and have patience with all things, uh, but mainly, chiefly, patience with ourselves. Another quote from St. Francis de Sales. Yeah, going to the uh, great council of the church in the 60s, you know, we were reminded that we all share through our baptism in the priesthood of Christ. And so we share that, and therefore we are on for one another. Now, there's certain roles that certain people do uh, in that uh, priesthood, and that's where you get uh, bishops, priests, and deacons. But that means that the, all the other folks out there, all the laity, right. they're involved in this as well, and they share in this priesthood. And 
they need to go out and, and share the good news and the word of Jesus and his well, definitely. Yeah. as well. So we're all yeah. in this. Yeah. Well, we need, we, we need everyone's evangelization more than ever before. Everybody, you know, and it's not so much, I think it was Bishop Barron talked about us being this apostolic church of being a missionary church. And I think we've been talking about that a lot with Renew My Church. Uh, it's not so much uh, how do we reach the people outside, but how do we reach our parishioners ourselves for ourselves to become missionaries? Mm -hmm. um, we have right. to start, I should say, we have to start there. And I'm hoping that uh, perhaps this long period of time when we weren't able to celebrate Eucharist and the sacraments and uh, some of the other things that we have done in the church, that people would become aware of this and see that they have a role to play as we open up again, and even more so now to go out there and share the good news of Jesus. That would be very important. So we, we all have an anniversary. Everybody we celebrates do. an anniversary of baptism. <laughs> and when they begin of, the journey. <laughs> certainly. And speaking of uh, anniversaries, we should probably uh, think about uh, Mother's Day coming up uh, huh? on Sunday. So congratulations and thank you to all the moms and grandmothers and stepmoms and aunts and those folks that uh, also teach us the way uh, similar to Jesus does. Uh, and then uh, I actually do have a shout out to my college roommate, Brian Slowinski and his brother, Paul Quinn brother. They're turning a special birthday of a zero. There's a zero behind one of those numbers on Mother's Day. And then my own son who was born the day after Mother's Day uh, this year coincides with Monday. So uh, happy birthday to you all uh, and anyone celebrating your anniversaries as well, like Ron says. Um, happy anniversary. Ron, how about a prayer to finish us off today? All right. So let's pray always that we might all have eyes that see the best in everyone, that we have a, a heart that can forgive the worst, a mind that forgets the past, and a soul that never loses faith. And may God's blessing be upon all of those who are listening to us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen, Ron. Thank you very Thanks. much for being with us today. Thanks, Kevin. All right. Thank you, Ron. Will you leave yourself behind if I but call your name? Will you care for cruel and kind? And never be the same. Will you risk the hostile stare? Should your life attract or scare? Will you let me answer prayer in you and you in me? Mary Seat Quarantined is a Mary Seat of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.